My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Well, hello, gentlemen. It is time once again for 40-plus gay men gay talk. I almost said the old name. That's pretty bad. It's been so many years, guys, but hey, 40-plus gay men gay talk. We're all real men talking about real stuff, too, but... um. Sometimes you just happen to cross paths with someone. You're like, uh-huh. Yep. We are soul sisters in so many ways. And there's so much that is in common, but also so much that's in common with a lot of gay men. Probably a predominance of gay men. In fact, much of what's going to probably get talked about today, some of you are going to go, oh my gosh, these two. And then others are going to go, uh-huh, I relate 100%. Whether it's the religious background you come from or stepping into like, hey, here, I'm fabulous at this age. But then what happens at this age? And then everything in between from relationships to raising babies, whatever your babies might look like. Mine were human babies. I think my friends here is human little furry babies. <laughs> but um, And you find that, hey, these spaces and stages of life just take you to something completely different i'm really excited to like have kenny on his official name is kenny bramlett martin and we actually connected because he was getting ready to do something and he reached out to me and and i will kind of let the story unfold from there and um it was such a touching like you go you literally go for this. I was going to say, you go, girl. Sometimes people get offended when I do that stuff on this podcast. Like, okay, so you go, man. <laughs> and then you go, boy. And then you go, girl. You go get it done. Um, but I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you, Kenny. All the way, Kenny from Austin. Yeah, so, thank yeah. you so much. I'm so honored to be with you. Well, I don't know if we're, you're actually be with me. Let's like make sure we don't cross the boundaries. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know. Husbands don't listen to this, no? Yes, yes. Uh, my husband never listens. He's like, I can't, I can't stand to listen to you every day. Why would I turn on your podcast? So, no, he is. He let's set that record straight. He has never once said that. He, he actually, he was on a podcast, not this one. He was on one of the other ones, but um, I guess cool. that kind of ruined. It. He's like, no, not doing that again. <laughs> never going to do that again. Um, so, yes, we connected quite some time ago. Yeah, and um, you were heading to do something. That kind of was re-sparking your your fabulous youth. Let's just go there. Right? Uh, yeah, that yeah, that's a great way to yeah. Um, like it was in like maybe middle of May. Um, and I had been traveling for work and found your podcast and was listening and like, okay, where's this been my entire life? Um, I'm only like 47, but where has this been since my, you know, should have been in my 20s? Um, but I had was gonna step out kind of my box again and do the Mr. Austin Pride pageant. Um, I'd done pageants in my twenties and thirties and won quite a few titles and thought I was all kinds of cute and weighed 110 pounds. And, you know, I was all something. Um, but I hadn't done a pageant in about 15 years mm. and, um, I love Austin. I love this city and I love the people here and I wanted to be a part of representing this city. And so, yeah, just listen to one of your podcasts and somebody saying you just, and you even saying, you got to step out, just, just, mm. just freaking do it. And so I, 
paid that entry fee and signed up. And that's when I reached out to you like a couple of days before and was like, thank you for your encouragement because I'm going to go do this and I'm going to beat everyone of these people competing. And of course, I said to him right then and they're like, bitch, you're too old for this shit. No, I did not say that. <laughs> And if you would have, you would have been agreeing with my husband. So, uh, no, I was so inspired by it because I mean, I, one of the things that I have struggled with through my whole journey of life, um, you know, 110 pounds, bitch. I was the last time I was 110 pounds, I was coming out of mama's womb. So (laughs) I was like, whatever, but you know, Hey, that's nice. (laughs) Um, but I've all, I've struggled with having fun. Yeah. Because I, I've been constrained in this box like this, what I'm supposed to do. If you ask some people, even these days, they're like, yeah, you you don't smile. I'm like, you know what? The next person who tells me I don't smile, because I really have worked on that smile and piece. You're just going to get the finger. Probably going to get both of them, one on the right, one on the left. Like, I just don't have time for this anymore. <laughs> but I do struggle because there's almost like I got to be in this constrained space. But then, okay, I'm sure it's the diva in me myself. Like, put me behind a microphone on a stage and off we go to the races. And people are like, where did this guy come from? Um, but I love the fact that you were like, I'm going to go do this. I am going to do this. And so and what really- was what was that thing like? You just knew you needed to do this for yourself. What was the in- impetus? Two things. I love crowns. I'm like any other gay man in the world, put something sparkly on my head or somewhere on my body and I'm working it. Um, that's one. But the other one was really that I needed the Austin community to see somebody my age mm. stepping out and doing something different because most of these pageants, most pride pageants or a lot of any of the pageants are 20, 25, even 30 year olds. And you don't see unless there's like an elite category. Um, right. But you don't see somebody, I am five foot three on a good day. I weigh Mm. almost 200 pounds. I am covered in fur. I am okay with that. A lot of people aren't. And I wanted somebody in the world to say, you know what? He looks like me or he identifies with me or identify with him. And it's kind of cool because this fat furry dude decided to put on some really great costumes and go compete in this pageant. And, And that was really what it was. My, my church had marched in the pride parade the year before, and I needed the world to see that who I am, where I come from and where I belong, you can be that too. And it's mm-hmm. okay to be you and to do all those things. Well, the belonging piece is huge. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I don't, anybody who's in our LGBTQ plus community and says, oh, I never had a struggle belonging. I'm just going to slap the shit out. Of them. I'm like, <laughs> please, please. Cause I, I don't buy, I, I really can't buy that because there's always going to be something that kind of hits somebody. Now, do you stay stuck in that? I hope not. I mean, I, there's still pebbles in the shoe every once in a while that I feel around that. Certainly. But I, I feel like that belonging piece is so critical to our growth and who we are as men, even at 40, 50, 60 on up the ladder yeah. that we are. I'm not discounting the younger group because I, yeah. I, I, I talk and speak to those all the time, right? Mostly I talk down to him, like, get your shit together. <laughs> Come on. Papa Bear going to take you on a little journey, okay? We're going to teach you the ropes. Yep. We'll tie you up in some ropes, too, but we're going to hey, teach you, you the know. ropes. So, you know, everything Lesson is possible test. when you're queer. So there you go. That's right. Um, mm. But it is such an interesting space to allow yourself that recognition, I guess, of, okay, I don't have to live in these constraints. I don't have to believe there is this, I will never belong, but man, is it hard. 
Yeah. It, it, and I think it's one of the hardest things any of us face as humans, um, but especially as gay men and, and gay men of our age. We have, I, I, I was told many, many years ago, when you hit 30, you're a washed up homosexual. And mm. I believed that for a long time. And then I finally went, what the hell? I didn't get married until I was in my 30s. I didn't meet my husband, obviously, until I was in my 30s. Um, I didn't have a great career until I was in my 30s. I've done a lot in my 30s. Um, and and now I'm in my 40s. I'm doing a whole lot more good stuff. And I'm loving that. I'm finding my place. And I find it in my church. I find it in our friends that we run around with. Um but I find it in this universal sense that everyone needs to know that we have a place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's finding it and then embracing it because we can find it. That that's a you know that can it could be all grinder or scruff or some social media whatever. But when we find it, whatever it is, and then embrace it, that's where I think we begin to grow and we begin to become who we truly are. And mm-hmm. and I I think at this point in my life that's what I'm doing, and I don't care what anybody says anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Forget it. I'm me. Let me do me. Hmm. You just brought up grinder and scruff. I'm not familiar with those. No, no I just heard of those things. <laughs> so I don't really know. know what they are. But, but you know. that that's a really good example <laughs> of, oh, so to be gay, I have to be on one of those. No, you don't. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, I hate it when our own eats our own. And I'm not <laughs> talking in the way. Don't go there, guys. <laughs> um, because I think it's really sad when like, OK, here's how you have to do gay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. You know, no. oh, to find love or anything, you got to do this or you do, you know, the only way you're going to get a man is da da da. or, oh, no. I mean, there's so many things that we as humans do. Let's just go there for a minute that like, yeah. hey, this is the box, right? Mm-hmm. I remember I remember when the whole marriage equality thing was starting to come down the pikes and being pushed and everything. There was definitely divides in our own community. Like, why do we have to be like the heteros? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to get married, then don't get married. Then Nobody's get married. telling you you have to do this. Okay. Yeah, so, exactly. um, and then, and of course, you know, someone who has his own biological children, there's a whole stigma there. Like, oh, you're not a golden gay, <laughs> honey. You haven't seen me in my tiara and my gold gown. So trust me, <laughs> I actually have that. I'm struggling right now because we're going on a, we're going on a, actually, this show is going to, this show is going to be airing right in the middle of a very fabulous vacation that we're going to be on in the middle of the ocean going to Tahiti. Oh, wow. And I'm struggling because there's a party, like it's called the shiny party. So you, all you have to do is say shiny and what can gay men possibly do? Right? <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot find my outfit. I'm just like, this is, and I wasn't going to dress up a lot. I'm like, I am going to relax. And of course, you know, as it gets closer and then the parties and the themes, I'm like, Oh, I, I got I gotta do it right <laughs> <laughs> so we went thrifting and I found I found a beautiful one of those you know like Indian like skirt things with the bangles and everything oh, like yeah that. okay that's cool I'm not gonna wear it as a skirt but I'm gonna use it as a scarf like like you know kind of a chess piece looks really ah. good and I found this kind of tube skirt that I'm like I like it it's a little shiny it's got some shine to it course i get the like skirt thing home and i'm like wait my ass does not look good in this <laughs> that's not happening and, and i'm like it's not near as shiny as it was in the store so you know where where do we go we need things amazon here we go <laughs> yes shiny shorts shiny boxers mm-hmm. so i yep. get the first ones in yesterday i'm like what those don't look good on my ass either so <laughs> where are we gonna go here and maybe you should anyway. just not cover your ass maybe that's what they'll well is that's telling you. that's always an option too but then, now that i'm on my ass thing i'm like and that jock doesn't make my ass look any better either so you know 
But um, it's such an interesting <laughs> thing me. when you find yourself, you know, just like, hey, where am I? And I, so this is really apropos to this conversation. I'm trying so hard to fit in. And I'm like, just go have fun. I could put the freaking yeah. thing around my neck and go, this is it. This yep. is what we get, right? Yep, yep. So I, I, I think I, could, I do that really well. I mean, I think I just need to walk out on deck with my Ta-da! hands flailed and, you know, That's I'm it. Norma Desmond and this is all you get, bitches. So, Absolutely. Uh, and and I think something you said is is what I have in the last five years or maybe a little bit more, that fitting in thing. I did that for too damn long. Um, you know, growing up in a church family and that being a really in, in important part of my life. And I'm not knocking church because my church is incredibly important to me, but I fit into a box that... Mm people set for me. Um, and, and I'm like a jack in a box. I don't belong in a box. Um, y'all, yep. y'all gonna have to let me out and let the glitter and the, and the confetti fly. That just doesn't work for me. And fitting in's great, but we're each individual. We're created to be individual. There's not another one like us. And so we have to someplace be able to stand out and be who we are in a community as well. But, you know, God didn't put us on the earth to, to or at least me, God didn't put me on this earth to blend in. That's why he created sequins and rhinestones and, and glittery and shiny and all that, because I'm done. I'm done fitting mm-hmm. in. God yep. didn't ask me to do that. I'm not putting that on myself anymore. And if people yep. can't deal with that, you don't need to be in my life. Absolutely. And, you know, I always, when guys are coaching with me around this sort of stuff, I'm like, here's the thing. You, you can desire to fit in. That's not a bad thing. You can desire to fit in, but that doesn't mean you have to blend in. Yeah. You don't have to be uh-uh. just another, like, you know, part of, you know, walking into a gay bar and like, oh, look, there's 25. They all look the same. And mm-hmm. I'm not knocking guys. Okay. I'm, I'm, nope. I'm, I, I walk that fine line of like, I want to honor our community. But when, when you come out and the next thing you're trying to do is fit in so hard that suddenly you just become part of that blended in too. You've lost yourself. Yeah. Now yeah, I'm gonna I, have to. I'm gonna have to say, for the bear community, it's really hard to like to fit into the bear community if you're a little smooth boy. I'm just saying. Absolutely. But there's even that thing. Like there's such a interesting culture within the quote bear community. Like there's bears that are just furry bears on the chest. They're not fair furry all over. And then there's guys that like bears that aren't furry at all. So it's this interesting thing of if we just allow people to be who they are. And we just are part of it. Doesn't mean you have to go be anything. I remember in Provincetown years ago for family week. And, you know, again, our daughters are my biological, you know, spawn of my loins. Uh, <laughs> love them dearly most days. Um, and kind of looking around, watching all these other families. And, you know, there's a lot of gay families with young, young ones, like little ones, right? And a lot of adopted and surrogates and all that sort of stuff. And obviously there was some younger queers there. I try to be nice about how I say this. (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't realize it was family week in Provincetown. And they're like, why are there all these families here? And and so when I, I was sitting next to one, I said, because it's family week. What do you mean it's family week? I'm like, family week is for LGBTQ families and their kids. <sighs> I don't know how anybody can tell I call themselves a gay and want children. Well, Papa Bear got his fur ruffled on that one. Mm, I'm like, well, yeah. I have two children, exhibit <laughs> A and B, <laughs> and I love Dick. So there you go. 
Yeah. And they yeah. didn't quite know what to do with that one. Right. I, because I it was love like, that. Ooh, okay. Of course, we didn't get into like, you know, and no, I'm not a golden gay either, but you know, <laughs> that would probably really like, oh my goodness, you actually did that. Can never do that. Hmm. That's a whole that's a whole conversation in and of itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. so take it down. But yeah. you brought up you you kind of stepped in a little bit. And so for the audience, here's another little connection point. They're gonna think that we've like known each other for years. Right. So the whole religion thing. Yeah. We were both raised in in a how do I want to say this? Um, a very well known <laughs> religion, Seventh yeah. day Adventism. Yeah. And um I just gotta say it it played pure hell on my life. And I'm not knocking there are pieces of it I get, but man, ooh, the brutality of really being put into a box. Yeah. And and you know, the, the my my cool thing is that I have this great what I call religious background. I should say maybe a spiritual background. Um, we started going to church when I was a kid at a Baptist church. My parents divorced. We started going to a Pentecostal church. We've gone back to the Baptist church. My grandmother was seventh day Adventist and was my, my best friend, the one person on this earth that just, just, she was, and mm-hmm. she passed in December and it just, it, I can say it broke my heart, but it didn't because I knew she was going to a better place and her dementia was gone. That's another story. Um, yep. But, but her, that seven day Adventist thing for her, she picked what she knew was right. And she taught me what she knew was right. And then she decided that those things that she didn't understand, she was going to work out for herself. And then she gave me the opportunity to do that too. And I'm grateful for that influence. And I'm grateful, even the bad stuff, because now as, as a grown adult, I'm questioning that bad stuff going, no, 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 no. You need to reread that again. You need to look at that again. And you don't get to hold my power. You don't get to take my power away from me anymore. And the church has used the church as a weapon against our community for so very long. It is time that we get out of that mode and say, no, 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 no. You're not doing that anymore. You're not allowed. But I feel like all churches, (laughs) it's the same thing. Yep. And I think one of the most beautiful things that came out of that whole experience for me. So, I mean, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist, went through Seventh-day Adventist schools all the way up through sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for you modern kids, that was second year college. Okay. Back in the day, <laughs> it used to be freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Okay. Now I know it's year one, year two, and some of you are going to be on year 20. Get your <laughs> shit together. Okay. Um, <clears throat> talking to somebody in my own family, but that's okay. Um <laughs> Love you, honey. Um, but anyway, it's it's the thing that finally hit me when I got to college. Well, once I got to college, I'm like, oh, I'm free. I can maybe like maybe I can be me mm. and I were some boys and you know, all that sort of stuff, right? Mm. But I started going, wait, is this really what I believe? Can I really buy into this? Is there a reason that, oh, my God, on a Saturday morning, they're going to come through dorm and dorm check to make sure you're at church? I'm kind of like, I this should not be forced into belief. No. And mm-hmm. then one of the key, I mean, there was lots of key moments. So the, those first two years in Seventh-day Adventist College, like, oh, okay, <laughs> the rebel just came flaring out. Um, but when my, my piano teacher, because I played piano from probably age... I don't know, probably age six, maybe all the way up until that college, those college years. And I'm like, cool, I'll, you know, piano will be one of my electives. And when he came in and said, well, 
<laughs> and he did say it that way. I'm like, honey, you're right. part of our you're part of our world. <laughs> um, well, we will only be playing classics and hymns through. I'm like, uh, no, mm. no. Well, that's what we do here. I'm like, well, that's not what we do here. And I, I, I very quickly like did like I don't know, not even a whole month. And I'm like, I'm done. This is not going to be one of my electives. I cannot. I love I love good old hymns and spiritual stuff when it's done really mm-hmm. like let's take you to the altar and back sort of stuff let's go yep. get on that pulpit but i can't just <laughs> plunk de-plunk, 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 de-plunk. no and that was between that and when i finally did come out so i came out to my parents in that it's blurry first or second year of college i think it was the second year <clears throat> and i went and met the pastor and people who've listened to the podcast have heard this story but i think it's been a while and it's worth repeating and i sat down in his office to have the conversation about being gay and unfortunately it didn't work because he was really really hot and all i could do was focus on how good looking he was and he was really hot. i mean i remember god god forgive me for like you know having these thoughts in in your church but i remember sitting in church going he's really handsome you know and then when i finally like okay this is happening and and then the way that got approached there wasn't yeah i'm not ex-gay i didn't have like electrodes put into me or anything else even though i wanted him to be put in no i shouldn't say that either (laughs) you know um, that was a possibility that that could have been some interesting you know Mm -hmm. mentorship going on Mm -hmm. there baptism would have been a whole nother thing mm -hmm. (laughs) truly could have filled the whole baptismal day but anyway Mm -hmm. um it was definitely when I started realizing, wait, I have a mind I can think for myself. And some of this just isn't, it isn't, it just isn't resonating with yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool. Cause it just popped in, in my brain. I remembered the day, um, October 17th, 1997 mm. was the day that I was in church at the church that I went to in, in Abilene when I was in school. I'd been working with my youth ministry and and had been filling in and I was sitting by myself after service waiting kind of, and something hit me. And um, I don't know what I can explain that, but it it was my calling. It hit me Mm. and God put in my spirit that I was meant to do something in the church that I was meant to preach. Mm. And I remember going home that night and calling my grandmother because she was always the first person that I called and I had those questions. And as she always did, God bless her. She said, I said, Hey, Grams. And she said, Hey, what you doing? I said, I have something to talk about. And she said, did you get on your knees first? Mm. Conviction through the phone, as I call that. Um, and I went, no, ma'am, I just walked in the door. She said, hang up the phone. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And she hung up the phone on me. And at first I was like, she hung up the phone on me. What in the world? But then it was, no, she's right. Because she taught me that the first place to go is the person giving you what you're being told. And that yeah. being God giving me that that moment. And I remember praying and praying and praying and going, God, I, I can't do this because I happen to think men are attractive. And at that point in my life, that was 1997. I was a uh, junior in college, sophomore, junior in college. Mm-hmm. I was a virgin. I'd never had sex with anybody. I'd never even touched another person um, because you weren't supposed to do that. And I kept thinking, no, God, I, I can't do that because um, this church has told me my entire life that that being attracted to other men is a sin and you're going to hell. And so how am I going to serve you and do what you're asking me to do and that be in my heart and my soul too? Yep. And um, next morning I called her on the phone and I had never and, – and anybody that will listen to this in my family will hear this for the first time. She's the first person I ever came out to. 
Mm. And um, I said, Grams, I, I did what you asked me to do. And she said, and? And I said, well, do you remember when you, daddy told me a long time ago that when I was born, the first things he said was, this kid's going to be a preacher or a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader. God was calling me to be, be a preacher now. So my my dad, not even being a prophetic man, had a prophecy there. And and she, and I said, Grams, but there's a problem. And she said, what? And I said, I, I can't be a preacher anymore. I can't ever be a preacher. That's not going to happen. And she said, why in the world not? I said, well, I have to tell you something, but I don't want to upset you and I don't want to disappoint you. And in my heart, I still hear it. She said, there's nothing you can ever say or do that will disappoint me as long as you're honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, well, Grams, I happen to be attracted to men. And this silence came over the phone and she said, okay. And I was like, okay, is the Bible going to come through the phone now? Am I going to get the scripture? What am I getting? What's going to happen right. now? And and she said, here's the thing. He created you to be who you are. And if you don't be that person in every piece of it, that disappoints me. And you will never disappoint me. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was an altar call for me. And, and being mm-hmm. able then, but then, you know, then the church came in and still said I couldn't be a preacher. Even though I'd had this calling on my life, the church still said I couldn't do it. And even to this day, I've, I've never served a church in, in a capacity of that way, but I've worked with my youth ministry. I've done those things. But now at, at this age in my life, trying to step into who I am and where I am, the church I go to now has allowed me to be a part of things and 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 given me the opportunity. And I'm talking about going to school to get my master's and my PhD so that I can stand in a pulpit and tell my community that God does love us and we can be a part and he wants us to be. It's not that he wants us to be. That's what, that's what we're supposed to be. And, um, you know, life has ways of turning. And I thank my grandmother every day for giving me that gift that, um, well, it is a gift. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a gift that, you know, here you are a young thing in your forties compared to me and my, (laughs) I'm now just barely 60. Um, there are those moments that we bring into even our present life that help us see things differently, that help us appreciate what we've learned, mm-hmm. and to remind us that at some point in our life, it was actually really much worse. Oh, we were yeah. struggling. In fact, when I'm working with my guys, and this is one of the main reasons I wanted to have Kenny come on, was to kind of show these journeys we take. And don't forget as a gay man that what you think may be really shitty right now, like, you know, going through a pandemic and a lot of you have had to do that on your own and the loneliness that is, exists on the planet, but specifically in the gay community, the LGBTQ community through that. And now on the other side of it, like, you know, am I going to be able to integrate back into society? And what does that look? I mean, all these different things. At one point, we all felt very lonely, yet we were surrounded by people. Yeah. So lean back into what you experienced as a lonely young gay man and realize that 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, you know, on up that the lessons and the and the wisdom gained from being lonely in our own gay journeys and not being out actually is what we can lean into now and go, OK, but I got through that. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I tap back into that and use that for this current journey? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, and excuse my French cause, but fuck all that stuff. Fuck that mm-hmm. loneliness that somebody yep. put in my soul because I wasn't made for that. 
none of us were made for that. Mm. We were made for community. We were made to know and have those relationships. And, and I'm thankful that at this point in my life, I found that and I've made those connections, but there are a lot of people in our, our, our a lot of guys in, in our situation that are still in that lonely mode. And yep. I just want to like, like, I wish there was some way to teleport and grab somebody and go, it's okay that you're feeling this, but come on, let, let's get you to this place. Let's try to yes. get you. If it's just one step, one step right. is a step. Even if it's just finding one way to step in and, you know, for many of you guys listening, one of the steps that I have is, you know, the uh, once a month we get together on a Zoom chat and there's community there. Sometimes it's 20 guys, sometimes it's 30, 40, 50 guys on there. But that may be the only community that you can tap into. So do what can work for you. And it's always so interesting to see who shows up. There's a core crowd that always shows up. You know, I have my fans. Yay. Um, (laughs) You do. but, But there's also, depending on the topic, like I think this month we're talking, I'm trying to remember what we're talking about. I think it may be about trust. Um, Ooh, biggie. Right. Yeah. Wow. Next month, next month, we're going to be talking. I'm bringing a younger gay coach on who from LA just cute as a, just cute. He's just adorable. Um, and he, so we're going to talk the generational stuff, like how a guy in his millennial thirties sees the gay world versus us guys in our forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, and like where the commonality is and what we can learn from each other, because yeah. it's so important. I know it's only a zoom call and I'm not trying to diminish it. Okay, but 15, 20 guys that maybe you find a connection with. And it's been interesting because this all started like right when COVID kicked off. I was like, this podcast was at that point, it was still called Real Men, Real Talk 40 plus because I was going to be like, hey, if I can if I can whip gay guys into shape, let me go just whip the rest of the men on the planet into shape. And I was ready to do I wanted to have that kind of reach. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not grope, guys. I said reach. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> trying to grope out there. That's, that's its own interesting little yeah. fantasy. But absolutely, um, you know. <laughs> but we had been doing it for a while, and then suddenly a couple of meets into it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody on this call is gay, mm-hmm. and I found an interesting way to like, you know, get that out of everybody. I'm like, well, if this is what this is drawing, then let's go back to my roots. You know? Yeah which I know would be a real deep excavation because there's no roots left on this shiny bald head of mine. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and I love being bald. The guys know that Absolutely. it's like so easy. It's so saves tons of money, all that good stuff. But it was interesting to start to see how the community formed and how many, you know, obviously through the pandemic, it was a pretty tight community. There was, mm-hmm. we were doing it twice a month at that point. Um, but there's lots of ways to connect. Yeah. And I always, I, it hurts my heart when I hear guys say, I'm just so lonely. Yeah, that's yeah. And, and like for, for my husband and I, the really cool thing is our, with our church, our men's group, quote unquote, cause we have a couple of females that come and crash. And of course we, we love that. It's called Hebrews, mm. um, which I think is awesome. And we meet at breweries and it's mm. once a month on a Friday night. And it's one of those things that I know a lot of the guys in my church, but when we get in that, that place where it's just us kind of thing, we, there's a comfort and a, there's a a vulnerability, I think that comes from that. And I love that. Um, and, and I get the question, you know, why don't you drink? And, and I don't drink because I just don't like alcohol, but I get that question. And then, Oh, why are you drinking that beer? And what does that taste like? Cause there's this commonality, there's this community that forms and it's, um, and, I'll give him a shout out. I don't even say it by name, but I'll give him a shout out. My pastor, 
my pastor buys the first round most of the time. I mean, come on, mm. that's that's totally rocket awesome, and he's totally cool. Um, I love my pastor. God bless him. He has loved on Daryl and I like no tomorrow, and brought us mm. into the community. And but when we can find that, and wherever it is, that connection that comes yep. from that is is that's life changing, and it's life it affirming. Life changing, yeah. And, and we all need that. We do. We do. Yeah. So if you were to like, just throw out some, some Kenny wisdom here, this is your moment, girl. So make it good. Gosh. Okay. Um, so at work every morning, we have a meeting with all of our staff and we, we have a quote at the end of the day uh, to kind of get her at the end of the meeting to get everybody motivated. And last night in my Bible study and my prayer time, I, something came to me and and I think my grandmother, I'll give her some credit. Cause I think she was sitting right next to me with her Dr. Pe- Pepper talking to me a little bit in the spirit, but it said, um, I may not know everything, but the one thing I'm sure I know is you. Whether that's me, you, or mm. that's you, you, mm-hmm. there's some, there's something in there. And um, that's brilliant. And and that's not yes. that I came up with it, but it's because it's beautiful that if you know you, then you can know everybody else. You can know that community. You can know the people that you love and care about. And uh, if we can get to that place, the world might just be a better place for us to live. Hmm. Love that. Just maybe. That. I'm going to preach a minute. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Kitty, because I was working with a client the other day. And, and I love, I mean, this is just, you know, that's one of those I love it because it kind of like it makes you think sort of thing. <clears throat> and it's a mantra. I could see I'm, I'm going to steal it. Just letting you know. Okay. Okay. As <laughs> long as you don't get royalties off of it, you know. No, I won't. No, if I do, I'll, I'll give you the funds to, you know, for your next fabulous outfits you got to put there together go. for your next pageant but uh, <laughs> i was working with this client and um i said and literally this came out of my mouth i said you know it's interesting because chaos can't see clarity and i'm like hold this hold hold the phone this is a oprah under the oaks tweetable <laughs> moment here and i'm like it's really true in the chaos whatever the chaos is we're going through whether it's loneliness coming out going through, you know, addiction, coming out of addiction, a romance breaking up, can't find a man, too many grinder hookups. I don't care what the chaos is. When you're in chaos, you can't, you can't get clarity. No. And so there's where the stillness, whether you do it through God, whether you find it through just some quietness, meditation, whether it's getting off the apps for a while. I know that would break some of y'all's hearts. Just saying, I'm going to admit it here, but, um, you know, when you're in that chaos, the clarity is absolutely inescapable. You cannot get there. So, nope. well, I love this. I, I love this. I may not know everything, but I know you. Ooh, that just, I'm going to ride over. She's just a neighbor. She's not far from where I live. Oh, here. Okay. So, tell her, so bring I'm me on gonna, the show. We'll talk. So I'm going to just tell her like, <laughs> Hey, we got, you got two Queens here that we could, we could walk, we could walk your circles with you, girl. And we could make, we could make the world smile on super soul Sunday. So, That's right. We'll have some good outfits and hats. And mm-hmm, the whole we will. So, come we on. Will, we, yeah, we will. We, we'll even let you go shop with us. Oh, so hey, there you uh, go. But um, anyway, well, Kenny, I'm so glad we connected and that you gave yeah. of yourself and your heart. I want to, I want to, I want to see you on a pulpit. I want to see that happen because I think you'd be absolutely, absolutely amazing. Thank you. One of these and days fabulous, I'm going to be but, there. I think you know. there's a, there's a centeredness and a soulness to you that. Um, Thank you. You could change the world, my friend. That means the world to me. Thank you so much. What a blessing. Yeah.
Thank you. Thank it's you. It's been thank fun. You. And um, I just want to say, and if anybody would like to know more, all the information is going to be on the website about him and, um, and his husband and his fur babies and all that good stuff. But um, I think we're going to have to have you come back when, you know, when that next big thing happens, like, you know, let's talk about it. So master's degree and PhD. There let's do go. it. Absolutely. Let's do it. Thank you. And those happen just like this. So, yeah, you know, (laughs) very cool, my friend. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. you. And um, hey, guys, we'll be right back. And don't forget, we have another um, 40 plus gay men gay talk coming up. It's going to be in November already. Oh, my gosh. But it's third Monday of the month. Come and check us out. So take care. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.